Welcome, podcasters. You are listening to another episode of Tell Me Why, a resource for athletes, coaches, and parents in sport. Co-hosted by Dr. Ginny Christerna and U.S. Speed Skating Hall of Fame inductee Patrick Wentland. This podcast is developed as a resource for athletes, parents, coaches, and referees looking to improve player development and performance. Conversations and opinions expressed on the show are not intended as medical or clinical advice. Welcome. Today, we are going to be discussing coaching and building the team around the athlete. And when we talk about coaching, we're not just specifying a coach, a one coach to to direct you along your way. We're talking about building that team of coaches, team of advice, team of people to help you. And Ginny, I think the first part of this you and I talked about a little bit is when you, when you decide you're on that mission to be the best and what that direction you're going, your passion is taking you towards whatever sport or activity it is, you start looking into how am I going to get there? And coaching is going to be a big part of that. But right before we get there, we are going to talk about that plan, that plan of attack of how do I get there? I'm at A and I want to get to B where B is the best in the world. I need a plan. I can't just like, okay, what do I do? I just go. And uh, I think having a plan is, is a huge part of that first step. And uh, I'm going to let you take us in from there. So I, you know, one of the things I like about our podcast is I can do a couple of things while you're talking. Cause I, you know, have read like a mazillion books and there's books that are like on the tip of my tongue and I can't remember the exact title. So one of the books I want to put out there before we get started, it's called Developing Talent and Young People. Oh. And it talks about everything from athletes to pianists and, you know, academics or whatever. This is a research book and it's written for lay people. And when I was doing my dissertation or preparing for my dissertation, this was one of the big books. And I, I have it in my, on my bookshelf in, in my closet because I have like seven bookshelves in this house. It's ridiculous. But it's an excellent book. And to answer the question or to now speak to the question that you just asked, here's the thing. When you're trying to develop talent in an athlete, whether you are the athlete or you are a coach working with an athlete, this requires an ability to know where you fit in that part of an athlete's journey. And for athletes, where people fit in your journey, because if you outgrow them, because you're moving on to the next level, you have to know when, right? There's a lot of loyalty in sports. Unless you're at the professional level and then they just trade people like, you know, bubblegum or something. But, yep. you know, you have to, as you're developing yourself, you have to know when you've gone as far as you can go with someone. And coaches, you have to be able to go, hey, I can't take you any further. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta hand you off to this one person who I know can take you the next leg, right? Think of it as a four by four relay or something where you're handing off the baton to the next individual who's gonna take you the next leg. And so that, that type of coaching and, and surrounding yourself with people to help you develop, everybody can't take you all the way. And you don't need somebody in the last leg, right? You know, if you're doing the four by four relay, you want that 
fastest person on the team who, if you're down, you can, they can catch up. You don't use them on the first leg. You don't there risk you them on the first leg. Yep. So you have to know, I might want to work with, you know, a Patrick Whitman, but you know, I'm four years old. Maybe I work with, <laughs> yeah. maybe I work in the rec, you know, <laughs> the rec club or something for, for speed skating, you know, for, for four-year-olds or something. And then as I get older, I want to work with a Patrick Wentman. I want a Patrick Wentman to be my coach. Does that make sense? Yes. And you know, actually, us talking point number four we have on our list today. Oh, crap. And that's it too bad. No, that's, that's good. That, that's, we, we got plenty of time to go back, but that is, it's huge. That is a big point of developing as an athlete, using what you can from those coaches. And you're right. A good coach will tell you, I have taken you as far as I can take you. It is time for you to move on to the next person, the next level. A good coach will help you with that progression. Uh, someone less meaning will, will try to hold on to you and maybe improve their own career with your developments, with your, with your success. But keep in mind, yes, you will, you will need to progress through different levels and through different coaches, different teams as you grow in your, in your career. That's, it's so true. And it, it sadly probably doesn't happen enough. I, I think, I think athletes can perform a lot better and coaches need to learn themselves not to take it personally. They need to think about the development of that athlete. And when that athlete has developed as much as they can with them, they need to be ready to hand them off to the next person. Yeah. And, and, you know, Patrick, for, for coaches and parents and athletes and referees that are listening to this, that cannot be stressed enough. If, if you're a coach and you can't let an athlete go because they're, they, they've never gotten so good that they need a, a higher level coach, then you're going, you're holding them back. Either that, or you're not doing your job very well, especially if they're trying to get to the next level. If you haven't been at the next level, how can you take them to the next level and all the way through? Like you, 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 you have to develop that for yourself as a coach. Right. You know, th there are things that you can do as a coach to be able to coach people all the way through. But if you haven't done that, you have to know when, you know, your journey with this particular athlete is done. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Use that to build your reputation, you know, to bring up and coming athletes to your club. I've had to do it myself through my career many times. And, and many times it's been mm -hmm. hard where I've been working with an athlete developing them, watching them grow for a period of time. And they're just making great headway. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're like, Hey, I just qualified to compete with the national team, you know, and, and train with them. And what do you think I should do? And I'm like, I think you should, I think you need to do that. I, you know, I'm always here for you. I'm always here to help answer questions for you. If you're getting to a rut, you got issues, give me a call, but I think it's time for you to move on and, and go to the next level. It's hard as a coach. It can be because you've been watching this person grow and yep. you put a lot of time and effort into them. It can be difficult, but honestly, if you're yeah. there as a coach, you're there for that athlete. It's, it's the best, best move. Yeah. And, and it doesn't mean you're not going to get the glory because I promise you those athletes remember those coaches. I remember my first, just like a kindergarten teacher, your third grade teacher. You remember those coaches who helped you get to where you are. They, you, it's never it never comes without the glory. You might not get the kind of glory that, you know, what's his name from the Bulls? Oh, my memories for crap now. But, you know, 
Phil yep. Jackson or whatever. You might not get that kind of glory, but those athletes, it, it matters to them. Yeah. Without you, they wouldn't have gotten there. And so I encourage coaches to, to think about that. And I also encourage parents to think about that too in a more grounded way, right? Not that my kid's so good and he's going to outgrow you. But no, that's, that's, it's huge. And you know, one important point about that too, and, and we're, then we're going to direct this right back to this plan, because this is all about developing that plan for an athlete is on the other hand of that. So many times athletes will also be like, I'm not improving. I'm not improving. It's all the coach's fault. I got to go find somebody right. else. Or the parents are going to say, this coach isn't good enough for my kid. I got to I got to move on. And and find another coach. That may be true. That may be the case sometimes, but I'll, I will honestly say, you know, at least 80% of the time that athlete is the one who is maybe not listening to the coach or not doing their yeah. homework, not doing the, the exercises, the drills, not doing the training and they're not keeping up. That's not going to change no matter what coach they have. That Absolutely. is an important rule for parents. Just because Absolutely. you change the coach does not mean the athlete is going to get better if the athlete is not doing their part. Big and point. Tell parents, you know, if, if you don't believe it, you know, try it. I mean, maybe you, you will, you know, find a couple coaches, you know, to, to work with your kid. Maybe you're two, three coaches in, you know, from the first coach. You notice the same problem. This is where you go, son, daughter, this is not a coaching issue. This is a, a you issue. Right. What, what, what is going on? You know, how can we, you know, help you to work through whatever this is, but we have to figure out what this is because every coach can't be wrong. Every coach can't be crappy or inadequate or incompetent. It, that's statistically impossible. Right. Yeah, so what see, is it uh, that, that we need to do yeah. to help you? Yeah. It's the, the grass is greener on the other side thing, you know, okay, my kid's not doing here and maybe a kid will react better or differently with a different coach, then it's time to move. But like you said, if, if the, if the child, the athlete is not doing their work, not doing their part, it's very easy to blame that on a coach that will not change. When you change coaches, that athlete has their own work. They have to do to do the, the coach is a guide. And, and you and I will yeah. discuss this more. The coaches that guide, they are there to support, give you guidance, give you information. The athlete has to do the work. The coach yeah. cannot do the work for the athlete. Yeah. And for parents, whenever your, your kid says, I want to get a new coach, don't jump on that right away. Because I promise you, if they have the same outcome with the next coach and then the next coach, that is what's going to make it worse for the athlete. Because even if no one tells them, they're going to realize there's something going on with me because they're the common denominator. And then that's when you start to see them projecting more, meaning that they're not able to take responsibility, that they're not able to own their role in something. And so now it's the coach's fault. Now it's, remember when we were at USA Taekwondo, oh, I don't, I don't like these shin guards. The shin guards, it's just like, what does that have to do with your kid? You know, yep. or if they're speed skating, you know, I don't, technical equipment, and we're going to get into that, you know, does make up a, a part of their performance, but the essence of their performance should be pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big believer on that too. I'm, athletes approach me all the time. Oh, I need better blades. I need better skates. I need better this. I'm like, well, you know, when you're on a national team, we can upgrade to what the national team guys are wearing. You're not, you're not ready yet. You don't need to spend the 1500 bucks on a, on a set of blades or whatever. It's, it's you, you have to fix you first. And, yep. and you're right. That's, that's a whole part of it. But 
taking us back to the plan. So, so really coaches, athletes, parents out there listening, this is, this is where you get started. Like Jenny said, we talked about the coaching, but even with the coach or before the coach, you have to know where you are at, what level you're at and don't lie to yourself. You need to say, okay, this is where my abilities are. This is my physical conditioning. This is my financial means, my knowledge about the sport. I'm at A. I need to get to B. If I lie to myself and, okay, maybe I'm at A and I need to get to C. If I lie to myself and say I'm already at B, I'm, I'm not doing myself any justice there. I got extra work I'm doing. I'm going to have a lot of mistakes and I'm yeah. going to have a lot of missed goals. We need to be able to put a plan of direction together of how you're going to get from A to C and, and start with the coach. That's one of the first things, but that plan, knowing yourself, knowing where you're going, knowing what your expectations of yourself are, that's a big place to start. So I'm writing down a couple of things. So it sounds like the first thing that you're saying, and this is my clinician coming out right now, right? Being the Go therapist. For it. So it sounds like what you're saying is there needs to be an assessment. Big assessment time. of, you know, what your skill set is currently, not of what it can be or what you think or what the athlete or the parent thinks it can be. We know it can be anything, you know, but we have to see where they are. You know, so where are you right now? If we don't get an accurate snapshot of where you are right now, what your ability is, it doesn't matter what your potential is. It's like going into the mall. Most people have gone into the mall. You know what I'm talking about. You look for that map and it goes, you are here. So if you're trying to get to a store, right, you can't find the store unless you know where you are right now. You'll go all over that mall, just happenstance and up on everything, spending all your money before you even get to the store you want to go to or being frustrated by the time you get there. I can always right. count on Dr. J to get me the right word, assessment. <laughs> I love it. It's true because you are right. You, and it has to be correct. You have to take a real look. I'm, I don't, I'll let you keep going since you're on a roll there, but. No. And then I'm writing down the rest of my things that I want to make sure I don't lose track of. So yeah. once you assess where you are and what you have to work with, then you want to identify what are the things that I need to work on? Where, if this is where I am, these are the things that I need to work on based on where I am, right? If it's foundational, if it's technical, if, you know, there's something else, maybe it's, I got to learn how to think about the game. Maybe I need more education about the game. Maybe I have an oversimplified understanding of the game, right? So identify things that you need to work on being as specific as possible. This is like a treatment plan for, for athletes. And this is kind of how I think about it. As a psychotherapist, you know, that's my thing. Assess identify the areas that you need to work on. And then we're going to prioritize those. What are the things that we need to do first? Because you can't do everything at once. You may want to, but you can't. Perfect. You can't work on you can't. This is horrible. But, you know, I tell athletes, like, you, you can't work on running if you can't crawl. Yeah. That, that makes no sense. Yes, you have to learn how to run, but let's kind of get you moving first. No, now, and I was going to put that in like the... A, Right. I was going to put that into perspective and say like, okay, say you're, you're, you're very physically thick and you, yeah. you say you're, you're a runner and, or I may find something more technical. You're very physically fit, but you don't have the technical skills to, to try a new sport. You don't have the financial ability right now to get where you need That's to right. go. You don't have the mental training because it's a very stressful sport, but you're yeah. physically fit. So you feel like you can do anything. 
Yeah. You know where your assessment is. You know where you're at. Okay, I'm physically fit, but I need to work on A, B, and C, and D before I can get to my where I want to go. And I'm going I'm to give you a very specific example just for, for some people who, who might be going, well, what does that look like? So what Pat is saying is that when you're physically fit, say you got lots of muscles, but you might not have endurance worth crap, right? I'm just walking around, you know, 250 pounds is all muscle and I can't really turn to my left or right. Well, it's going to be hard for you to be a runner. It's going to be hard for you to be a runner for a number of reasons. One, probably because you can't run more than like 30 yards at a sprint. You probably, right. right, you got too much muscle, right? You might need to balance some of that out. And then say, fine, you're, you're a nice lean machine and you have endurance and you're super fast, but you have no muscle. So somebody who's maybe not as fast as you are, but but they have more muscle, so they have more power in their stride, they might give you a run for your money. But if you have good endurance and stamina, you add some muscle to that, oh man, now you're, you're kicking or, or something to that effect. So it's a combination. We, we can't just say we have this one thing and that's all you need in any sport. In any sport, there's a combination. So when you assess and you identify the things that you need to work on, the next one is now you have to prioritize. Well, what are we going to work on first? What are we going to yep. work on first? And then you come up with a plan for each of those things. That's when you execute. So this is what we're going to do this day. This is what we leg day, you know, arms and, you know, whatever. Or we're going to work on stamina. Like if you're, I'm a soccer referee, I'm 50 and I probably will never be a FIFA anything right now because I'm 50. And the fitness test for that is ridiculous. Ridiculous. You see them on, on Gina, TV, you can do it. Look like but you see those soccer referees on TV, and it's like, oh, they're just running back and forth. Do you know what that fitness test is? I would be sucking air like there's not enough oxygen in the air if I had to go through that fitness test. You know, it's ridiculous. And so in order to be fit enough to do the sport, you have to know what the maximum is. What do I need to be able to do in order to do this thing? This, I have to kind of overshoot. So then that I way, run at full tilt thing. for 90 minutes. Yeah. Yes. So I can do this thing for five yep. easily kind of thing. So that, that for the planning piece, I tell people to think about it as a clinical treatment plan. It's the same thing across the board, no matter what you're doing, sports, mental health, emotional wellness, you have to assess, you have to identify, prioritize, and then you execute. Because if you don't, you'll be doing everything all over the place. There's no structure, no order. And that messes up my OCD. Yeah, I, I and you know, lose my mind, so I don't agree. Like <laughs> and I think a huge part of that too, what you touched on briefly, is being honest in that assessment. And mm -hmm. I, I'm probably the first guy to tell you if I take a full assessment of myself, I'm thinking, I'm way up here. Oh yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm in great shape. I can do this, this, and this. Until I, I just set out and start doing it, I'm like, all right, well maybe, maybe it wasn't really where I thought I was. You got to go back and change your whole plan again. Well, Very. If anything, I'd tell you to start just a little below where you thought you were, because you probably, if you're like me, you're, you're thinking you're a lot better than you, you probably are. But yeah, you're you, right. To, taking all that into consideration, knowing where you are and really take a deep look. Yeah, it may take you a little bit longer in, on paper to get where you want to go, but it'll probably take you less time than if you started yeah. out in the wrong direction at the wrong level thinking the wrong things. I'm telling you, say that again for the people in the back of the room, because that is that. the, 
<laughs> so, like I said, I'm not looking at the video. Yeah. So <laughs> really, it's it's like yeah, remembering, no, taking that honest assessment and knowing where you are at, giving yourself the honest truth because you will, you will get there faster, and have less roadblocks, less obstacles, and less frustration uh, by just diving in where you're thinking you're like I am, and you're already superstar. Yep. Yeah, and, and here's the, and I'm gonna tell you the psychological reason behind that, Pat. You laid it out beautifully because it's gonna take you less time to do it. But I also will 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 say this, you know, for everybody who's listening, that's why I want you guys to get that book, Developing Talent and Use. I, I can get, get this one. I like, I like the sound of it. Because you're building on a skill, right? It's not taking all the letters of the alphabet and, and saying, here's L, here's Q, here's T. Yeah, they're all in the alphabet. They're not in order. They're not in any predictable order. When you develop a plan and you start to execute in a way that builds on the, the skill that you just developed, now that's going to stick. Now you're taking letters and you're turning them into words. And you're taking words and you're turning them into sentences. And you're taking sentences and you're turning them into paragraphs. Now you have a thought. Like now you have something complete. You're not just haphazardly putting things together. There's some order and structure and organization to what the athlete is learning. This is why with coaches, here when I say this, if you are running practices and no one knows what the hell you're doing, you're not running a practice. <laughs> I don't know what that, you're, right, you're running a racket. That's what that is. Like, I should be able to watch, like, I don't know what the drill is, but I should be able to see that, oh, my kid's doing this, they're learning this, and they're playing with their team, they're, they're developing camaraderie, they're this and they're that. And I should see progress, not just in my kid, but I should see progress as the team is progressing if it's yep. a team sport. If it's an individual open sport, I should see progress. I don't have to know exactly what you're doing, but I should be able to follow. I should be able to follow the training. When I'm watching you guys practice, I should be able to follow and go, oh, this is what they're working on. They're working on shooting they're working on you know the speed part they're working on you know the lean if you're speed skating i don't really know what it's called patrick you know i'm just talking out of my butt right now but the point yep. is is that all of these things should build on each other and that it's not so much that's going to get you there faster just because you're doing it the right way you know and because you're saving time because you're not going back and doing it again that's a huge part of it, but it will actually get you there faster as well because now you're building on something. So you have momentum. If I have momentum, now I can move through these things a little more quickly, a little more efficiently because when I build on them, it's going to make sense in my left brain and then in my body, my mind and my body can now work together because the brain will determine what the body can do. So if the brain doesn't understand, it doesn't matter what the body does or what the body can do. They have to work together. Yeah. And it's like anything else in life that you have a goal towards. You, if you have to have some kind of plan, say, I want to, I want to build a race car. I get, I get that body. I get the suspension. I get everything going. Boy, this car, yeah. I get it painted. That thing looks gorgeous. Oh yeah. My, I got this little VW engine in there. What am I, what am I going to do about this? Yeah. You, you got to have your plan. You got to address each individual thing that an athlete and your goal, look at your sport, look at where you want to be, look where you're at. What do I need to get where I want to go? The honest assessment and then start putting it together piece by piece. 
written plan, write it down, know where it is at, and then follow each step along the line. And, and here's something, and I love the car analogy, because men, oh, I yeah. can understand that. And I'm not saying this is just men, but women, and I like cars too. Women, we're just organized, period. So we don't really need these kind of analogies, but you know, I'm going to humor humor the guys for right it. now for just a for just a moment when men get to their cars generally speaking not every guy but when men get to their cars oh they plan you rev it up they plan they're <laughs> like okay well if i wanted to go fast they're like i need this kind of engine but i also need this kind of suspension i need these kind of tires i need this kind of whatever and they determine what they're going to get first every guy determines what they're going to get first because they can't get everything first so i'm going to I'm going to, to, to encourage people to think about it like a car, if you're a car person. If not, think about it like your hair, if you're a woman. We just got through talking about our women's hair before we started this podcast. Think about it. What do I need to get done first? Women, if you're going to color your hair, do I need to get my hair stronger? Do I need a cut? Right? How do I want to go to the best person? Do I just want something temporary? But there's a whole thing. You just lost me there, Jenny. I know. Uh, and women are just thinking about the cars and they're like, wah, 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 wah. But yeah. it's an analogy for each, you know, for each type of individual who thinks a certain way. That's all I'm trying to do. Yep. It's, it's, it's perfect. I'm hoping we're getting our point across here because we've definitely discussed this a little bit. But yes, for, for everybody out there who's got that plan, they know where they want to go. Take that honest assessment. Look at each individual trait of that sport or activity you want to do and and pick it apart know where you're at honestly uh and then and start putting your milestones together at that i think that's the next point we want to discuss so along that line you're going to have your milestones that you need to hit you're not going to go from beginner to expert you're going to go right. from beginner through intermediate. And as you go up through that route, it's going to get harder. You're going to make bigger gains in the beginning and that's going to, life's going to feel great. And those gains are going to get smaller as you get better. Start thinking about next where those milestones are at. What milestones do you see in your sport and relay those miles, relate those milestones to your qualities where you're at at this point. Right. And I'm, I'm going to wordsmith a couple of these things because milestone is a huge word. And I want everybody to, to keep that in their mind. For, for people who are wanting to conceptualize a milestone, think about it as a marker. This is the thing that I'm trying to get to. This is, this is the, the goal, the objective that I'm trying to reach. I, I want to be able to do two laps around the track without stopping. I don't care about my time. Maybe I just want to get to two laps around the track without stopping. Fine. That's your first market marker. And then you might add, you know, I want to get to two miles and you might give yourself a time, right? I mean, two times around the, tr the track and I want to give myself a time. And then you go, okay, now I want to reduce that time. I want to make it faster. Here's the thing. When he is, is talking about these milestones, what I want you guys to keep in mind is it can't just be a one and done. It needs to be consistent. Like you can't just say, oh, I got that, moving on to the next. No, yep. now we need consistency. We need to have that be predictable. One of the things that I measure for in the athlete's mental edge is that we look for consistency. How consistent and predictable are you? If you're inconsistent, not good. 
but we look for that consistency. So those milestones, those markers, they have to be consistent. We have to know that this is now your new baseline. That's what we're looking for. This is now the, your, how you, the, the measurement for how you perform. So if you want to use the word measurement, do that too. You know, but we want you to have that milestone in your head, be these measurements, these markers that are consistent. That's your new baseline. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think and part of that too, I'm going to break that down even more. You're talking about running your two laps and, and getting there. Sometimes there's a lot more to those milestones too. Like for a runner, mm-hmm. you're just going out and running every day and doing those two laps. You're not going to make that those uh, continuous improvements like you're going to. You're going to need, you got to get nutrition figured out. You're going to need weight room. You're going to yep. have to do sprints and speed work. You're going to have to do some yep. endurance work. There, There's many more steps to that milestone to get there mm-hmm. uh, than most people realize. It's not like, okay, I want to do the mile in five minutes. I'm just going to go out and run the mile every day. You may get there after a while, but it's going to take you a lot longer to do it that way than actually have a better laid plan through a coach or someone who actually yep. is a runner that can put something together for you. Absolutely. And this is where the devil is in the detail. And this is why your coach and your team that you have around you, when you I do that assessment piece and you identify what you need to work on, that's going to determine who got, who needs to be in, you know, on your squad, so to speak. Because just to be able to run, you know, two laps around a track, there's a lot that goes into that. So you're going to do this whole process of assessment, identification, prioritizing, and executing on smaller levels. So now that we've identified, we're going to work on this thing first. Now you got to do the same thing. So within this thing, let's assess and see where you are. Let's identify what we need to work on. So maybe it's like, okay, our goal is to have you run twice around the track. But now, given where you are, you have to work on your endurance. So we're just going to have you run a quarter of the track without stopping. And then walk a quarter. And then run a quarter. And then walk a quarter. And then we might say, okay, we'll run a quarter and let's have you run that in X number of seconds. Yep. And then walk a quarter, give you X number of seconds to walk that quarter. And now they can start timing or whatever the case may be. I'm not sure if that. that yeah, makes no, sense that's great, Jenny. And, yeah. I, and I'm thinking as, as you're going through that, I'm thinking about myself as a younger kid. I had a lot of energy. I had drive and desire. I wanted to be the best. And I'm like, well, I'm not following all this. I just want to. I just got to go do my sport. I'm just going to just do it, do it, do it, do it. And, and I don't have time to, to do all this stuff you're talking about. I'm wasting time. I just need to go out there and get better. Mm-hmm. Let's, how, do we, how do we address that, that athlete? I, I know for myself that I would have learned the hard way. I've learned, learned a lot of lessons the hard way. We want to help that, that, those young athletes today who want to actually get there a little quicker and, and uh, not learn life's lessons like I did. Yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with those athletes when they're younger for thinking and feeling and wanting to do those things. That's appropriate. You know, developmentally, that's appropriate because they want what they want what they, when they want it. And this is why I love sport because life le- this is where life lessons are learned. That is the role of the parent and the freaking coach. I know that's what you want, but I'm telling you no, right? I'm telling you no, because I know what it takes. So you're going to either listen to me or you find yourself another coach. 
parents, same thing. You know, the kid wants a cookie before they have dinner. Well, no. Well, why not? Because I said so. You need to have your dinner before you eat your cookie. Oh, you come on. No dessert. Exactly. They may want it. I really want it. But this is where discipline is taught. This is where discipline is taught. Kids should have yep. chores that are age appropriate and reasonable, and they should be responsible for things, not because we're, you know, mean people or child labor law violence. You know, that, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about developing accountability, regulation, and discipline. And if you don't have those as just a person, you're not just going to automatically have it bestowed from on high as an athlete. Those things still have to be developed because, and they need to be taught. I love it. So and, that's and honestly, a parent and a coach. I could have used that speech about 30, 40 years ago. <laughs> you know, it, it, from, and it, I love you, that. What, you, you said you were 30 years old right now. What do you, okay, so Pat, a okay, question. Yeah, we'll take a couple. But yeah, the discipline and, and through sport, especially, and another word for today, like I think the first one we had was assessment that I love. Discipline is how we're going to continue this out. I, I didn't have that enough as an athlete. Mm. I, I developed it later in life when I figured things out a little bit more. And that's where you're mm. right. If the parents and the coaches can sit down with that athlete, if that athlete can take the time, take that time to discipline themselves and write down, make that list of where they're at, make the things of where they want to go. Uh, oh my gosh, if, uh, the, the headaches and the time you could have saved that I could have saved in my younger years, maybe I could have even gone further in, in sports, but that that's going to be my last, my, my actually after word, end of the ending word today for, for this podcast as we finish up is, yeah, take that discipline, really d discipline yourself enough to sit down, really figure this out. I don't care what age you're at. If you were young like me, you know, and maybe I would have had a chance to hear this, maybe I would have listened to follow something and and got something out of it. But I'm telling you, the time and, and frustration you will save as an athlete or a parent is going to be huge. I'm going to tell everybody, and parents, you probably know this if you're as old as Pat. You know, I'm actually still in my 20s. But now, <laughs> now Pat and I, we're, we're both, you know, pushing the second half of the century here. But there is that Karate Kid movie, not the remake. I'm talking about the original with Mr. Miyagi and what's the dude's name? Wax off. Yeah, wax off. And he would remember how frustrated he was. I've been waxing all your stupid cars and that, that, yep. like, you're just, you're... and then he gets into this fight. And, and then Mr. Miyagi goes up and he's like, oh, crap. And that is the point of sport. As a parent, and that's a, and that's a point of life too, as a parent and as a coach, you are not their friend. You can be friendly. And this is where I think a lot of parents and coaches struggle. You are not there to be their freaking friend. You are there to get them ready to live their life once you've left this planet. Because if you've taught them nothing and you pass one and they don't know how to discipline themselves, they're not emotionally regulated, they don't know how to think through overstimulating things, then you have done them a huge disservice, a huge disservice. So as a coach and as a parent, you are not there to be their friend. You are there to teach them life lessons that they're going to learn more readily in a sport. So by the time they go out into the world and become a, a, an employee or a business owner or a contributing member of society, they can do so effectively. They can figure things out. So don't try to be their friend. Do your job. Like they say in U.S. soccer to every referee, 
It is not your job to try to make things right or even out again. You are there to do your job. You make the calls and you hold people accountable because when you don't, you lose control of the game. So everybody just do your job. Yeah. And actually uh, one word I've heard for a line I've heard for that, Jenny, is you, you actually should be working yourself out of a job. If you're doing your job correctly, if you're teaching yes. these athletes or, or even as a parent and it, and that parent, that's your job too. Your, your job is mm -hmm. to work your way out of a job by the time they're 18 and send them off on their own as a coach, the same way, mm -hmm. your job is to continue to improve them so good that they don't even need you. And again, you should be approving, improving along the way as well to keep your job or to keep doing better, but you need to be teaching them everything you know so that they don't even need you anymore. Jenny, in, in wrapping this up, uh, we always like to go back through what, what advice can we give from our discussion today to the ad? We've just, we've talked about a little bits and pieces, but let's, let's wrap it up. What advice can we give to the parents, to the coaches, to the athletes today to say, you know, help you, let's help you develop your plan. This is your, your goal, figure out A, B, and C. Uh, what, what do you got? Be honest with yourself. You will get there faster and you will be at the top of your game. If you can be honest with yourself about where you really are, there's nothing to be ashamed of. Parents, you need to be disciplined and structured. You can be friendly in that, but you have to hold the boundary. You have to toe the line. Coaches, the same with you. You have to both parents and coaches be consistent with that athlete because that athlete doesn't really know what he or she needs. They don't know that just yet. That's why they're with you. That's why you're the adult. That's why you're the expert. Even when they are young adults, you're the expert. So you can be loving and you can be kind, but you have to be firm. Okay. Either it. they're going to trust you or they're going to trust the process, but they have to choose one. Yeah, and I think the only part I'm going to add to that is as the athlete and the coach, I guess as a parent too, the way you said, the, the athlete won't always know. Like for me, the athlete had blinders on. I thought I was up here. I thought my direction was here. The best part that the coach and the parent can provide is that honest opinion, the honesty of helping that athlete go. And this is what coaches are all about, getting that athlete's honest assessment to where they're going, get the blinders off. This is where you're at. You still need to work on these skill sets, these strength and conditioning exercises, whatever it is. This is where we want to go. This is how we yeah. get there. Sit down, write out that plan, guys. Really put it together in detail. You will save yourself a ton of time and frustration. Yeah. Jenny, next week, we are going to dive into building that team that coaching team around that athlete. So we talked today a lot about uh, figuring out your direction, getting yourself from A to B to C to the, the best in the world. Next week, we're gonna dive in a little bit more. How do you help that athlete? How do you build that team around that person and get that, get that progress started? Yes. Again, athletes, uh, that. great. Parents and coaches, hopefully you enjoyed our information today, feel free to reach out on the comment section. Give us your opinion, your thoughts, other topics you'd like to listen to. We read it all the time. We go through everything and we'll respond the best way possible. We love having you listening to us. We'd probably just sit in here chatting anyways if you weren't. So, uh, but it's nice <laughs> to have right. some company.
I enjoyed having you. And pretty nice. Thank you. Just, just, it just comes out. Yes. Have a great week, and we'll look forward to seeing you next week. Bye.